Hey everyone, I'm Luke Marzano and you're listening to the Church Relevance Podcast. This is a weekly discussion series with ministry leaders whose stories offer valuable advice and guidance. We engage in vital dialogue to encourage Christian leaders who might be battling burnout, navigating conflict, or even struggling to find balance. Our mission is to ignite passion, create community, and inspire new ministry one conversation at a time. Today, Pastor Clayton Mullins talks with us about the need for balance in ministry, family, and in his case, seminary. We talk about the importance of this balance that allows us to not only spend more focused time on ministry, but it opens up opportunities for hospitality in a way that wouldn't be possible without a perspective of a proper ministry and family balance. Hey everyone, this is Luke Marzano and you're listening to the Church Relevance Podcast. Today, I get to talk to Pastor Clayton Mullins. Clayton, how's it going? Hey Luke, doing great. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining us today. Super excited. Uh, And we're just going to kind of jump into it. Uh, if you want to give us a breakdown, kind of your official title role and uh, where you're t- talking to us from today. Yes. Uh, so I am the youth pastor and the local missions pastor at Grant Swift Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Let us know a little more about what brought you into ministry and how long you've been involved in ministry, especially where you're at now, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so from a very young age, uh, people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and my answer was always, I want to be a pastor. Um, so I've spent um, most of my life seeking after um, preparing for ministry and um, trying to um, serve in, in um, certain roles. And so I went to Bible college um, for four years in Birmingham um, and then um, been, I've served in, in multiple ministries in the city of Birmingham. And then I got married and started um, seminary um, shortly after being married at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And how is that transition from uh, being a newlywed and then diving into uh, seminary as well. Yeah. So one thing that um, I have found to be very beneficial for me um, is that um, going into our marriage, um, myself and my wife knew that we were both called to ministry and we knew that school and ministry would be something that we'd have to um, partner with each other. And so um, having someone that has a like mind in me um, and having the desire to do ministry together has been a huge um way to complement that time and, and knowing the sacrifices that's going to take um, to prepare for ministry. And with that, because you both were prepared, which is awesome, by the way, were there any still, um, I would assume, surprises along the way that you kind of didn't expect, even though both of you were prepared for it? Yeah, sure. So um, definitely in seminary, um, it it required a lot more time uh, than I imagined. Um, so there was definitely some shifts in our schedule. Um, at the, when I first started seminary, I was working until 10, 30, 11 at night. And so I would stay up till two or three in the morning, um, doing schoolwork, reading. And then, uh, we found that we had to adjust our schedules as a family, um, as well so that we could spend time together more in the mornings. Um, and so there definitely has been some shifts, um, going into ministry and, and also, um, going through seminary and studying. And through all that, you had uh, you you had it, and you're raising two kids through the process of seminary as well. Yes, I've got a seven year old and three year old, um, so that that definitely has added uh, more to the mix of <laughs> trying to, to juggle everything. Um, and, and you know, again, as, as a moment to just realize that um, it is a sacrifice to um, go to seminary and prepare, um, but it's worth it in the sense that um, it's preparing us to do um, God's work. Uh, in our local communities and around the world. Amen. And then kind of going into the idea of going to seminary so you could even work in ministry more, uh, where have you found kind of the biggest takeaways in 
growing through seminary, but also utilizing that knowledge you've learned in administering to your family? Yeah. So surprisingly, a lot of people um, have gotten the impression that seminary is this um, academic rigorous program where a lot of studying, a lot of head knowledge, um, and it may be that, that way for some, but I realized that my time in seminary was just really fruitful and beneficial um, to my relationship with God and and uh, my desire for um his gospel to go forth to all the nations. Um, and so it stirred in my heart a lot, a love for God and a love for other people. Um, and so I was able to share that love uh, with my wife and my family too, um, which was very, very um, encouraging for myself uh, through that, through that process. And then with your kids, have you found you've had to have any discussions with them as far as like with the time commitment to ministry or seminary, uh, kind of explain to them like priorities and, and being Christ focused as a family? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for the first half, I was really able to stay on top of my schoolwork and um, still prioritize my kids. And then when it got towards the second half, um, I did get a little bit overwhelmed with the load. Um, and I, I personally made a decision um, at a few times where I just decided that I had to put my kids uh, first and be okay with not making an A, um, but still um, giving it my 100% with school, but also making sure that my kids and my uh, wife feel loved. Um, so there is that balance you, you have to go through seminary is being a good steward of your time um, and being a good student, but as well, just remembering to prioritize um, your family and that, that that comes first. I love it because I think a lot of listeners listening uh, could relate. Like, you know, we're serving the church every day of the week, but our family is the church too. And finding that balance between ministry and in your case, seminary, and family uh, is a huge undertaking at times. Yes, absolutely. With um, the ministries you've been involved in, have, there, have you seen uh, personally firsthand or seen other examples of key moments or instances that, that you observed within the church that make it almost easier to raise a family within the church? So about two years uh, ago, I moved back to Birmingham um, to help with the church plant. Um, and with this church plant model, we really focused on um, opening the doors of our house and, and opening the table um, to those in the community, those that are marginalized, um, those that are overlooked often, drug addicts, homeless people, um, alcoholics. Um, and that was a huge stretch for me um, in the sense that um, – we always we haven't always had a lot of space in our home. Uh, me and my wife are not great at cooking, uh, but we've learned, um, you know, to keep it simple um, and and just the power of the table, the power of allowing people in your home, um, and that's such a natural way um, to speak the gospel to your kids all, as well as you know. There's not this segmentation of oh, I'm going to church on Sunday, I'm going to church on Wednesday, um, but it's an everyday process for us. Um, so that's been easy for our kids to see just naturally, um, and that's, that's kind of the way they view church, um, even as a young age, even at a young age. And by you leading that example of hospitality, do you have any other examples of hospitality that you think will be kind of key? pinpoints on the the roadmap of your family's history together of what where your kids have learned or that you and your wife have learned along the way yeah i think i think for my uh, my kids it's going to be kind of a natural thing of um welcoming people that are not like you um just because it's something natural to them it's not something that they're going to have to um have a second thought about so like i'm kind of on the idea of hospitality along with your your balance between ministry and family um, but how does finding that balance between all of that, how have you found that that's helped you with self-care going forward into the ministry? Yeah, so that, that is definitely hard. That's something that you definitely have to be intentional about. Um, 
you have to be okay with with taking time to be to take to get away from um, everything, all the, all the expectations, and and find rest for yourself. Um, and to take care of yourself, um, whether that's just taking a nap, whether that's just getting away uh, for a couple of days, um, and just staying in open communication with your spouse and your family about um, your needs and and prioritizing that with them, um, so that they understand where you're coming from and and how they can help you. And with being so fresh out of seminary, is there anything that you're kind of I'm going to say you have a glow about you from getting out of seminary just because it's so fresh in your mind. Uh, what's the biggest thing that sticks to you right now from seminary? Because I think sometimes when people go through seminary and then they go through years of the ministry, it's easy to forget some of the stuff that we've experienced in seminary. So I'd love to hear kind of what's sticking with you since it's still so fresh in your mind. Yeah. So um, one of my last classes um, was interpersonal relationships. Um, it was a really good opportunity for me to um, do some soul searching of who I am and, and how God has made me um, and the strengths and weaknesses I have. Um, and how to use those that use that knowledge in ministering to other people, um, whether it's a counseling session, wh- whether it's um, pastoring them uh, from a pulpit, or whether it's just day to day opportunities to to meet the needs of others. And that's huge, especially on the day to day basis. And with that, do you think we're adequately trained for the balance between family and ministry, or is it more of a learn as you go that you've experienced? Uh, from my experience, it really has been um, learning on the go. Um, I think there's been a culture in America for so long of uh, pastors being um, these people that are on a pedestal that live these godly lives, have no issues. Um, they're afraid to share their struggles and um, and their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, one thing that's been really important for me as we've uh, as I've entered to ministry and as I've continued in ministry um, is being able to have a couple of people that I can be. Uh, vulnerable with and, and let them know my struggles and let them know um, what I'm needing help with. Um, and again, having a, a spouse that is ministry minded as well has, has always been helpful. Uh, but just, you know, having a, having the ability to um, be weak um, is a very good thing that I've learned um, to sustain um, my ministry and not burn out. Do you have any examples of when you've seen that balance neglected in the church as a whole? Not necessarily your own, but I, I think um, in ministry as a whole. Um, so I have a friend uh, that I've done ministry with. I've known him for about 15 years, um, and and he he experienced just that. Um, there was this environment where um, perfection was expected, and um, and so when when there were times when he just felt burnt out, when he felt tired, um, when he didn't, you know, he lost wind. Um, that he decided that he had to step away from ministry and, and um, spend some time um, working in the second realm, which there's nothing wrong with. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, but for him, uh, it was kind of a, a tough situation to lead him there. And, and with your journey so far, looking back from even before seminary, but being in ministry, is there anything that you pinpoint as, yes, this, this is why I, I went through seminary. This is why I, I do what I do. This is why I feel so called to to this calling of ministry. Yeah. So I had um, a luxury of being able to kind of tailor um, the classes and the subject matter of seminary. Um, I studied missiology, which is just a big word for uh, studying missions. Um, so I got to study a lot of uh, very focal uh, ministries, whether it's um, dealing, ministering to refugees and immigrants um, whether it's ministering to the homeless, um, whether it's doing urban church ministry. And so in those, in those specific things, I my vision for 
God's heart has expanded um, so broadly. Um, but my passion for, for these people has also grown so deep. Um, so I've had my eyes open to a lot of, of needs around the world and, and uh, needs locally. Um, that's really stirred my heart um, toward, for God and for his mission and, and really um, ushers in a sense of urgency um, as well to fulfill that commandment, um, to love God and to make disciples of all the nations. What changes do you see or do you think we'll see more and more as churches, big and small, better address the balance between family and leadership and self-care? Yeah, so um, something that I kind of foresee and and I hope will really continue um, is the rise of of lay people, Um, the the opportunity, the invitation for lay people um, to take on uh, ministry for themselves and, and to realize that uh, ministry is not um, just for for ministers and for hired people, but ministry is for all of us. Um, and as you as you do those things, as you expand those um, obligations, responsibilities and and opportunities for ministry to to the lay people, um, it really does allow you to um, self care for yourself and care for your family and care for those that are close to you. Um, and because one reason is that the church is full of, of many different um, gifts, uh, different personalities, and the church needs all of those gifts and works. Um, and so open the invitation to, for the lay people to um, be all that God's calling to be and to use their talents. Um, I think that is going to be essential for the, the church to continue to survive and for the self-care um, to be sustainable uh, for those that are in ministry as an occupation. And it, I mean, it's exciting, but it also sounds freeing in a way, like if we could get to that point for the church as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is freeing. It's, it's um, enabling. Um, I, I think a lot of people are just waiting for the invitation um, to really um, to be all that they can be in God and, and to use their talents. I think a lot of people um, are sitting on the pews just because um, they don't feel like they they wanted or they don't they feel like they don't have um, the authority to step in these positions. And that's a great reminder. I, I think often we, as church leaders, we communicate, that's our job, but we need to continue to communicate until they hear and feel comfortable to, to reach out and step out of those bleachers. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of circling back uh, to your church planning days, uh, is there anything looking back now, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, um, that you feel would have better prepared you? Uh, in the church planning phase of your your walk through ministry, you know, I I, uh, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew that there were going to be um, lots of challenges. Um, I I think the biggest um, regret I may have uh, from those years um, is just not embracing those moments, embracing the hardships, embracing uh, the fact that God is faithful um, through these trials and these tribulations. And um, there's one individual. Um, in particular that we really, uh, you know, our hearts were broken, um, about this guy. He was trying to recover for, from drug addiction and, uh, we were walking with him for, for a couple of years and he was uh, walking to freedom. And then, um, eventually he kind of fell back into that. And so, um, I think that was a big learning lesson for us to, um, to admit that this is, we, we can help, the, we can help people to a certain point, um, but after that, you know, we really do have to give it over to God. And how, because we always come back to self-care, uh, I know something like that can be very deflating in the ministry when you're investing so much time and praying fervently for them and something like that happens. How did you find yourself uh, kind of bouncing back from that spiritually, uh, maybe even emotionally too? 
Yeah, so it, it definitely took a lot of time um, for that healing to come. Um, a lot of, honestly, certainly myself with um, a couple of other pastors and, and shared that story. And um, they, they were able to share some of their experiences um, of what was deemed, what was looked at as, as failures, but um, how they've seen God work um, through those situations. And, and also just the fact that God is pleased with our obedience, um, regardless of the results um, in people's lives and, and that God is in control. Um, so shifting that perspective of, uh, of doing what you can do, but also seeing, okay, there's at a certain point, this is out of my hands. Um, I think uh, personally, I have, I've struggled with that a lot, is that um, I have tried to control things that are out of my control. And, and that has um, allowed for uh, pressure and disappointment to, to build up in situations where it didn't have to. I know that's hitting close to home here too. So I'm, I'm sure it's to everyone listening to that pressure to just want to, I think those in ministry want to be able to have that control. Uh, and it's nice to have that reminder of like, there's only one, one in control and, and that's God. So it's huge. Definitely. Absolutely. And as we kind of circle in for a landing here, um, we, we always like to ask uh, book recommendations. Is there anything that you're reading that you have read that you found helped you, I'm not even saying uh, family ministry balance, but like helped you in your walk in your journey so far. Yeah. So I'm actually reading a very good book right now. Um, it's called That Gospel Comes with a House Key by Rosaria Butterfield. Um, it speaks a lot about um, hospitality, um, allowing people into your lives. Um, and so it's been a very refreshing read um, and makes hospitality something very approachable. Um, it's not this daunting task, um, but it's really a fresh read. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed enjoyed that. That's the gospel comes with the house key by Rosaria Butterfield. Awesome. And actually, I'm going to circle back again. I, I apologize uh, with hospitality because that keeps coming to my mind too. Is from your start in ministry to now, uh, what has changed with your focus and? I guess, knowledge of hospitality and experience. Yeah. So a quick story, um, moving back to start this church plan was really the biggest shift um, in that uh, vision of hospitality and, and my participation in it. So on the first day we moved here, um, us and our neighbors were kind of having a, a, uh, a get together fellowship and um, one of my roommates, we had an, another girl living with us at the time and she comes in the kitchen she grabs my Dr. Pepper and she brings over next door. Um, what, what she, what she didn't realize at the time is that I am very possessive of Dr. Pepper. I'm, I'm addicted to Dr. Pepper. That's my Dr. Pepper. And so from day one, there was a shift of like, wait a minute, like that, that's not my Dr. Pepper. You know, this is our community's Dr. Pepper. Mm. And from, from just a small thing like that, there was a big shift of, of, of thinking of my possessions and thinking of the gifts and talents that God's given me. Um, and to know that, you know, our table is the community's table. Um, our home is, is um, the community's home. And being able to just share that, um, share the many blessings that God has given us uh, with other people. Um, so that was a huge shift in our in our um, our perspective of life and ministry. Um, and it's something that I, um, and I am hopeful will continue to be a movement of the church in America. Um, I honestly, I think a lot of other uh, countries are naturally more hospitable. And, and uh, I think that may be an area where the American church can grow. Absolutely. And, and even with that hospitality and the idea of family ministry balance, I feel like that's shining a light in areas that we don't know is there until like you, you didn't know about the Dr. Pepper and the feelings towards it until that happened because you opened your life to hospitality. So I, I think there's such a good sermon illustration in that as Absolutely. a whole as well. 
And coming in for a landing, um, in conclusion, is there anything you just want to share with, with our leaders out there who are going through seminary, just got out of seminary, or seminary has been so long ago that they just need a good refresher on, on you know, what, what they're doing in their journey? All right. Yeah. So for those that are in seminary, uh, know that the end will come. Um, one, in one of my first classes, one my professor said, just enjoy the ride. Um, this is going to be a time that you have set apart to study things that you probably would not study otherwise. Um, and so it's very easy to take your eyes off the goal um, in seminary to get overwhelmed. Um, but just really enjoy the ride as much as possible and enjoy the processes of studying God's word and studying um, tasks to prepare yourself for ministry. Um, and, and know that at, at the end, you'll, you will graduate and it will be behind you um, and there'll be a great opportunity for you to, to celebrate. And um, for, you know, for my family, it's been beautiful um, in the sense that I really feel like um, that it was a, an accomplishment of our family. Uh, it wasn't that I graduated, but it's that my wife and my kids um, graduated with seminary with me because they were uh, they were a part of that journey that helped me along that and, and moved me towards the, the maturing and then preparing for ministry. And honestly, for those that, you know, went to seminary uh, many years ago, um, from many stories I've heard, that's some of the sweetest times um, of people's lives. Um, in a lot of cases, people um, had their spouse work full-time, whether they're full-time students, and uh, they're living off of crackers and grilled cheese sandwiches uh, for, for four or five years. Um, but it, it really has been a sweet time for, for me, and I, and I think for many people had that same experience of um, just a time to rely on God and um, to see Him freshly and His provision and His faithfulness. And that's even just so cool to hear, like, how you've incorporated uh, connecting it all, like the hospitality of your journey through seminary with your family. So it wasn't just you going through it, but acknowledging that it was your family. That's uh, just really encouraging. And, and as a pastor's kid, uh, I, I understand completely just like, that's an experience that you can't imagine or replicate until you're through it. So just constantly remembering that you're bringing your family along that journey. Uh, that's huge. So I, I guess I'm kind of thanking you as a pastor's kid, because I know your kids mm -hmm. will appreciate that when they're older too, raising them in the way of Christ, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to thank you um, again for so much for talking with us today and, and, and being so open about your journey. Even we, t we went back and talked about kind of, um, you, you said your regrets uh, of what you wish you would have done differently. I thank you for being so vulnerable with us uh, and, and even your book recommendations. I, I know listening to it's just a valuable asset, but also it's encouraging to continue to go through that journey. Um, so thank you again, Clayton. Uh, appreciate it. And I hope uh, that that Bama fall doesn't get too <laughs> hot or cold for you. <laughs> if it's too hot right now, it'll be colder this afternoon. Alabama, you'll use the heater and air conditioning same day. It's easy to get caught up in the need to control everything in your ministry. Sometimes it's a good reminder that we can work hard, but we need to also realize that the control is in God's hands and His alone. Finding that balance in ministry and family, it's not only a freeing and empowering supercharge for your ministry, but it's a must-have for self-care in your day-to-day -day journey. I'll talk to you next week.